Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Take a little break from James. Maybe. Maybe. So Luke chapter 2. Going to be reading from verses 8 through 20. And I wanted today to be a Christmas sermon. And I wanted to look at my one of my favorite characters of the Christmas story. And those are the shepherds. Because um, who doesn't want to be a shepherd? Am I right? Especially us guys as a child. If you give a boy... A shepherd's crook? Hello? Like, do I even need to say anything to anyone who's a parent? No. I mean, this makes a great rifle, um, a stick to whack your friends over the head with, especially the hook part, trip them on the... Not that I ever did that. Um, And you young ones that that still might be helping out with the Living Nativity second annual. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Troy. I'm kidding, Debbie. Um, But yeah, I love being a shepherd. Best outfits, right? Because as a wise man, purple doesn't quite go with this complexion. I'm just saying. Um, so shepherds all day. But I, looking at the this the Christmas story, I also relate better to the shepherds than any of the rest. Um, I obviously can't get pregnant and have you know the Messiah come out of my stomach. Um, and the wise men, you know, I, I'm smart enough, but not so wise. Uh, but, so shepherds and I really relate. Uh, so let's dig in. Let's take a look at what the Christmas story looks like as told by the shepherds. So Luke chapter 2, we're gonna, we'll start in verse 8 and go to verse 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was within the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And when they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at this, at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So why the shepherds? So let's stay, step back for a moment. You're God, the Father. You've got this, um, this timing now that Jesus as Son is going to be born to be the savior of the world. Uh, the whole world is going to change. There is now access to Christ himself, God in human form. Like this is big. Like this has been planned for, since the beginning of time. This is a big moment in history. So who am I going to get to spread this word? Okay, who am I going to get to share that the savior, the Messiah, who people have waited a long time for him to come, who am I going to get to have these guys um, 
go and spread the word about the Messiah's here. Okay? Who does he check? Or who does he find to do this? Who does he ask? Shepherds. I told you they were pretty cool. So here the shepherd. So that doesn't make sense, right? But here's God showing us how important all of us are. Um, even the lowly shepherds, if you were to, to scale out, you know, society, the, the breakdown, shepherds are way down at the bottom. Um, they are unclean. They have an, a hard time showing up to church because of their uncleanliness, working with the dirty sheep. Like there's a lot of issues. They are not, they are not the most obvious people. Um, it should have been kings. It should have been the priests. It should have been the Jewish leaders. It should have been someone with a little more power, a little more uh, audience, if you will. You know, some social influencer that has a broad audience. But no, it's a couple of shepherds who, you know, once the word is out, who are they going to tell? Well, who do they tell? Those who are like them. Um and here's the, the beautiful picture of, of the gospel. Here's a beautiful picture of who God is in the midst. So here's this amazing moment of Christmas, Christ being born, and God chooses his shepherds to be the first. God doesn't always call the rich and mighty. He always calls the poor and lowly. And we see that all throughout scripture and even in our time now. So the angel comes and announces the Savior who is Christ the Lord has been born. So even the shepherds, as as grateful as they might have been, were a little confused. Wait, you're talking about Messiah. I assume they know some of, of the Messiah coming. Here's a big announcement. They themselves know it's a big announcement. And now the angel's saying you're going to find him in a manger with a bunch of animals wrapped in cloth. You know, they're a little like this is a little prosperous. I worked on this preposterous. How's that? Yeah, they're a little confused. But don't you love that God likes to change things up? Uh, that God kind of turns things upside down, and we benefit greatly from that. So let alone the fact that they would be first to hear, they were a little confused of, of why them and why is our Messiah in a very simple, born to a very simple mom and dad in a manger in some uh, area where he shouldn't be. He should be in a palace. He should be taken care of. Our Messiah is here. But it's the, the dirty shepherds who got the first announcement and the first opportunity to go see Jesus. So Jesus is always taking these culture, the world standards and flipping them all around and, and upside down. Let me read to you from Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28. And this is from Jesus in his own words. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this is all about Jesus' ministry. It's all about the gospel, that it's for everyone. Uh, from the lowest of us to the greatest of us. So here's Christmas, the announcement of Jesus' birth. Our Savior, who is Christ the Lord, came first to some of the least of these. And this is where I relate to the shepherds. I don't feel worthy enough to stand in front of you right now. I don't feel worthy enough for Almighty God to love me and who I am. 
but he shows that in this picture of the shepherds. Uh, the least of these were, were granted the first opportunity to hear this message from angels. Like here's an, there's amazing experience. Instead of just, just a written word, you know, passed a little note passed to the shepherds. No, God went all out. God went all out. And so take a look at verse nine and 10. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Now, the Old Testament shows different times of God's glory being shown um, and having to do with radiance. So you have the burning bush, you have the pillar of fire, you have Moses coming down from the mountain with his face aglow because here's the glory of God in his radiance. So here are some shepherds out in the dark, minding their own business, a little campfire, sheep are settled down, and... They are just kind of having a nice, slow part of their evening. And then, boom! The radiant, like the radiant light. When we're not talking a little spotlight, what does it say? It says it surrounded them. And this, that's just the first angel. So here they are surrounded by the gloriousness, the radiance of God. And what an experience. I mean, to be there. I would be petrified. And granted, they were. To the point that the angel had to say, fear not, you know, this is okay, this is God. But I would be terrified. This is pre-electronics and electricity. So that kind of light in the middle of the night, that alone is a little a little crazy and a little scary. So there are two kinds of fear. There is the fear of being afraid, of being out on a mountain bike trail, and you've got some snake out in the middle of the trail that you don't see until you're on top of it, and then you imagine this thing jumping up onto your leg as you're trying to quickly get past. That's terrifying. The other part of fear is the awe factor. It is a, a holy respect and honor that we give to God because of who he is. If we have Almighty God at hand and in a relationship with him, there needs to be a healthy amount of fear for who God is in, in our life. So... This, these fear, the fear, I would be petrified as a shepherd, uh, to have this happen. And they show up, an angel shows up from God, and I assume they probably know it's from God. Now I'm all worried. And if you know me, I immediately go to worst case scenario. Oh no, what did I do? Like God sent an angel to zap me out of existence. I don't know what. So who knows what the thoughts are going through the, the shepherd's minds. To where the angel has to say, don't be afraid. You know, I'm bringing you good tidings. This is an important message from God. And I love the fact of in our fear, in our life, when God shows up, we don't have to be afraid. Uh, One of my favorite Christmas movies is the Charlie Brown Christmas. Have you guys, anyone seen it already? If not, look it up. And one of my favorite moments is they are preparing for their show and Linus comes out. Linus Van Pelt, and he quotes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. Blew me away the first time that I saw that. I'm like, yeah, go Jesus. But what happens? So here's Linus. He has his blanket. He's not going to let go of the blanket. 
hey, Charlie Brown has his stripes, Lucy has her advice, her psychiatric help booth, Snoopy has his doghouse, uh, Schroeder has his piano, Pigpen has his little dust cloud, right? They all have their stuff. And Linus is not going to give that blanket up for anything. And they all try, especially Lucy. Uh, she's just mean anyway. Um, but go back and watch, because here's what happens. When Linus is quoting Luke chapter 2, and he gets to the words, fear not, he drops the blanket. Now you see it after, he comes, he comes back, but isn't that like us? That we can go to God. Here is God, Almighty God, that is willing to take on all of our needs and our insecurities and our fears and says, give them to me. And with confidence, we can drop them at the feet of Jesus, um, at the foot of the cross because of who God is. What an awesome picture that is. So we don't have to fear because we have God. We have God now in person with baby Jesus being born. And so a beautiful picture of, of how we don't have to fear. But then there's that other respectful fear. And how often, especially in my life, have I not truly had a moment of fearing God with the awe factor? Being in awe of Almighty God. Coming up into worship. Not just enjoying the song. Not just enjoying worship time. But being in awe of the fact that here is God who wants me who wants to be in my life, who has given me the Holy Spirit. How amazing is that that God as Holy Spirit is in our life, that is indwelled, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in our life. That should be awe enough. And then you have Christ being born, Christ Jesus, who came to live among us to ultimately die for our sins and is in our life. How are we not in awe of that? Or in awe of God at work in our life and seeing him at work, seeing the miracles, seeing the God nods of, wait, God's really talking to me. This is like this. How are we not having that part of the fear of in awe of who God is and in awe of what he has done in our life and the power that he has uh, to give us and to help us to not only get through this life, but also be fearful of he hates sin and we've got to get right with him and get our sin covered by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There's a really important element of worship in our awe and fear of him. And so what do the shepherds do? So they hear this proclamation, the one shepherd or the one angel comes, lights around, they're already freaking out and just in awe. And then, then more angels come, a multitude how many thousands, we don't know. But an, a whole angel army has come to sing. So they have experienced an amazing time of who God is and, and just seen for a moment a little taste of what heaven will be like. And this awe and this experience is, was amazing. If I went through that, I would be like, whoa, God, thank you. That was awesome. Enough for me and I'll go home. But the shepherds didn't. Because what was the message? The message was about Jesus being born. So as awe-struck as they were, as as full of wonder as they were in experiencing the angels and the multitude of angels singing, they really wanted to go see Jesus. And then I sat there and felt a little convicted going, how many times have I been so caught up in the message 
that I didn't sit there and want to pursue and seek Jesus? How many times are we showing up for worship? Are we listening to a podcast, a Bible study? Oh, I love this message. I love this scripture. It's not what it's all about. It's about seeking Jesus, is it not? How many times are we great hearers of the word and not doers? I told you I bring James in. There's more to our faith than just listening. There's more to our faith than just enjoying this angel concert. It's about seeking Jesus. And that's what the shepherds did immediately with haste to go find this baby Jesus. And so as they experienced this angelic choir and this, this announcement, it was so much more important to go see Jesus, baby Jesus face to face. And then what happened is they, their lives were transformed. Anytime we are ever in the presence of Jesus Christ, we, we are where, where we ever meet Jesus in our life, our lives will be transformed. And so the angel talked about, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. That word good news is really to preach the good news. And Luke uses it all throughout his gospel of what that means to proclaim and to preach and to witness and to share our lives with others with the good news. And that we are all included in that. We still have that part. We have experienced Jesus. If we have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, we have experienced Jesus in our life. And what better way than for us to have our life transformed and then for us to go share and to share the good news. And the great news, the good news of great joy is for all people. Every people, every tribe, every nation, every ethnicity, the rich and the poor and the in-between, the young and the old and the in-between, the Republicans and the Democrats and the in-between, the best of all of us, the worst of all of us, and the in-between. The king and the shepherds and the in-between. This gift is for everyone and anyone, all people, for who come to Christ as Savior and Lord. And we have an amazing gift to give all of humanity, anyone that we come in contact with, this amazing gift of our Savior, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. So yes, we didn't get to see baby Jesus, but we have the exact same message to share and proclaim. And that is amazing. We have access to our Savior. We don't need to go once a year to the Holy of Holies to experience the glory of God contained in that room. He is born. Um, we have Jesus. We have full access because of Jesus Christ born as our Savior to live among us, to preach and to minister and to ultimately die on the cross for our sins. That's a God that loves and adores us, that we get all access to him through this baby Jesus. And our lives have been so changed that we can't help but live our lives out with this good news. And a really great picture of, of salvation, a picture of the gospel, is to see Jesus as a good shepherd. Uh, and turn with me to John 10, verses 14 and 15. So not only do we have shepherds involved in the Christmas story, but we have this beautiful picture of Jesus Christ himself as a good shepherd. John 10, verses 14 and 15 says, I am the good shepherd. 
I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Here's a picture of Christ, the good shepherd, protecting his flock. Not only just protecting, making sure we're safe, but laying down his life for us. And that is the good news. That is the gospel. That is the good shepherd. And as we look at this Christmas story of the shepherds, it's such an important piece because I, I connect with them there. I think all of us do. That it didn't take a great seminary degree. It didn't take some <clears throat> position of power in a community for Christ to come. It was truly who we are, where we are. The shepherds were where they were. God came to them and then transformed them in this experience and then to see Jesus Christ personally. And then they went out and spread the good news. But guess what? They had to go back to work. There wasn't a second shift to take care of their sheep. They needed to continue on being who they were. And we as Christians, as people who have experienced Christ Jesus, have a changed life. As the shepherds have their lives changed. They went back to the normal. They went back to getting dirty, messing with stinky, dirty sheep. Uh, They went on to continue to be brothers and dads and whoever with their family. But their lives were forever changed. And our lives are forever changed when we encounter Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I pray that if there is someone even in this room who does not know for sure that they have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, had not truly encountered who Christ is as their Savior, please come and talk to me. Please come and talk to someone about what that means to be or have an encounter with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And as we leave this place, it's going to be an amazing week. We have a lot of stuff to do. We're back to the sheep, if you will, our regular jobs as we leave this place, back at home, wherever. But we have a life transformed. We have a life changed as the shepherds did because of our encounter with Jesus Christ. And let's continue to serve him, to praise and glorify him wherever we go and continue to thank him for who he is as we not only enter our Christmas week, but as we end the rest of this year, get into 2021, thank you, Jesus, um, to be done with 2020 and live for him to continue to not only hear and study and grow in our faith, but seek him daily. Please close with me in prayer. Father, I thank you for this morning that you have showed us an amazing picture of who you are. Not only this amazing announcement, this important piece of, of not only history, but our faith, our theology of Christ Jesus coming to be born and to live among us and to be our Savior. But Father, we have a life transformed because of that. Because Jesus has given us full access to himself and to you and our salvation. And may we continue to seek after you in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.